Hello, Sam. Hey, May. So, I had a conversation recently, and it really stuck with me. Okay. Uh, tell me Tell me more. So, Tracy Lane was born and raised in Denver. Mm-hmm. Her story starts about a month ago, just as the pandemic was really taking over everyone's life. Yeah, so I was um, in the grocery store that morning trying to find food. You know, it was really apocalyptic, crazy at the store. Um, you know, we just got news that um, all of this was happening. So while I was trying to battle with all of the people in the aisles looking for food, I get a call from my mom that my dad was starting to transition. Um, those were her words. He's starting to transition from this life. Oh, man. Um Did he die of COVID-19 or... or? No, no, he had throat cancer. Oh. Um, Yeah, but Tracy knew in that crazy grocery store, in that moment, you know, the pandemic was going to be a big part of how she would face her dad's death. Everything kind of stopped, you know. Here I'm like surrounded in this madness um, and it was already just so strange. And then I'm getting this unbelievable news, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and we knew that the time was going to be coming but I guess mm-hmm. you just never expect it to actually happen. And for it to happen when it did, in the middle of a pandemic, just made everything so much more complicated for Tracy and her family. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, we've heard a lot about people who can't say goodbye to their loved ones as they're dying. But, you know, mm-hmm. this is something else that I haven't thought of. Like, if someone does die, you also don't have a lot of the tools we use to grieve. You don't have funerals. You Mm -hmm. don't have memorials. You can't do any of those things. So it's just so much harder to to know what to do, I would think. Right, yeah. And that's not to mention people who may have lost their jobs, won't get to have their high school graduation, and just Uh like losing a lot of aspects about the life they used to know. So... On this episode of At a Distance, we're going to look at how people are grieving right now and how all of us can process death, loss, disappointment in the midst of a global pandemic. From Colorado Public Radio, this is At a Distance. Your guide to life in a pandemic. I'm Sam Brash. And I'm May Ortega. So, Sam, Tracy's dad didn't pass away immediately after that call in the supermarket. He spent his final hours in hospice care. Were you allowed to see him and spend time with him? Yes. So he was only there um, less than 24 hours, really. And Mm -hmm. we were allowed to see him at that time, which was such a blessing. Um, I was even allowed to spend the night with him. Were you there when he passed away? Yes. Um, You know, and that's something, too, that I feel so fortunate that we had. So um, he had a really rough night, and it was Mm -hmm. clear that at least his body was in a lot of pain. And my brother and my mom arrived the next day, and within minutes, he he was gone. So it was like he waited for my mom and my brother for us all to be there, and I think about people that don't get to have that experience. Um, It was such a profound experience to me and my family, you know, and Mm -hmm. to think that uh, possibly being denied that would just be terrible. 
So I guess they, they couldn't have a, a funeral or a memorial or anything like that? That's exactly right. Tracy says her family hasn't had a memorial, a funeral, anything like that, and they actually haven't spent much time together at all since her dad died because of the pandemic, right? I mean, like, aside from a few Zoom calls around Easter, you know, because it was a holiday, and she actually thinks her dad would have hated that because he didn't like technology. (laughs) So that kind of ruled out, like, a virtual memorial as well. And they also haven't published an obituary for him either. Whoa. So like, that's like everything you do after somebody dies. They Mm -hmm. haven't been able to do any of it. They're just stuck with this news. Right. Like the pandemic essentially put her and her family's mourning process on hold. And Tracy says all of this is also really difficult because the rest of the world has been mourning everything else. The day that my dad passed, I called my uncle in Kansas, my dad's brother, And we were even then thinking maybe in April there would be a chance Mm -hmm. of them coming out to a service. But as time goes on, we just don't talk to people about it. People don't ask. (laughs) I mean, I'm laughing. It's not funny. It's just... It is what it is, right? Yep. Just is what it is. How do you think all of these different challenges have affected your own grieving process? You know, there's so many different feelings about it. Um, I know at the beginning when my dad passed, it was kind of nice that the world was grieving. Hmm. Um, It's really hard. I don't know. I'm assuming that you've lost people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really hard losing someone and the world keeps moving and everybody's happy and at work and, you know, and people are great and no one really knows how to respond to you. You know, there, there definitely was initially a comfort in grieving while the rest of the world was grieving as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it became clear to me that a part of the grieving process is being able to be in the real world while people are moving on. You know, oh, and that, yeah. and that that's where your support is, right? So mm-hmm. although it's painful that people are happy and living their life, you have a shoulder to cry on, or you have people there to ask you how you're doing. Wow, that is so weird. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, and when you're just at home, like, yeah, I have friends who check in on me, but everyone's feeling pretty low. Mm-hmm. And, and you're so far apart from everyone, it's like... Like, like it hasn't happened because it's not being recognized by the world. In a way, it's almost like my dad didn't die, you know? That's so hard to hear, but it, it makes a lot of sense to me, too. Of course, she doesn't feel like it happened because it hasn't been recognized. This, like, mm-hmm. these processes and rituals we have set up to grieve, like funerals, we just can't do them right now. Mm-hmm. And that's actually why I figured I'd reach out to a grief counselor to figure out what Tracy and other people who may be grieving right now can do to handle how they're feeling. Okay. Uh, What exactly is a grief counselor? Sure. Basically, it's a therapist who specializes in loss. The one that I tracked down is named Allison Gary. 
we don't typically talk about grief on the bigger scale, which truthfully, grief is a normal, healthy reaction to loss. And that's any type of loss. Okay, so so she's basically saying what Tracy was saying, that grief isn't just the reaction to, to somebody dying. It's way bigger than that. Yeah, death is just one big reason someone might grieve, and that's something Allison actually knows a lot about professionally and personally. Death became a part of her life when she was just five years old, and she says she's had more losses since then. One of my kind of final straw moments that led me into the field really directly was when a childhood friend of mine died by suicide, and it occurred to me that if someone as wonderful as him could feel that without hope um, to such a degree and not receive the help and support that he needed. Really, the message to me was that the world needs more helpers to heal. So I told Allison about Tracy's situation and how she feels that her dad's death didn't really count. And her big message was that stuff shouldn't be what makes his death count. It's still real, even though there's a pandemic going on. Regardless of what's happening in the world, his death did matter, and it does matter to that family and to the people that knew him. And so being able to really mark and remember and memorialize in a way that is meaningful to them. So creating something like a memory box, which is something that you can open and have letters and pictures and significant things that you can go through. Another thing I've had some people do is engaging in an activity that that person likes um, or that they did, but finding a way to try to um, maintain connection to him in grief might be really helpful or feel soothing. Allison has more advice that doesn't just apply to Tracy, but to anyone who may have a sense of loss right now. One thing she really emphasized was that grief works on a case-by-case basis. It's not a one-size-fits-all kind of emotion. It's important to do what you need to do for yourself right now. Go back to what do you need right now? Do you need to take a long shower? Do you need to go for a walk? Do you need to lay on your sofa and watch a comforting TV show? Do you need to just cry? Allowing that emotion to be and allowing it to be expressed. Okay, so don't fight the grief. Like, let it happen even if it's not pretty, even if you're, you know, crying in the shower or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, just go with the flow. Um, Another thing that Allison told me is to give yourself some time and space to process what you're feeling. No need to rush through your sadness or your shock or whatever grief looks like for you. Typically what happens within those emotional experiences in grief is that in time they will resolve. The grief will get integrated enough into life that those things don't stay elevated. If everyone around you seems to be grieving too, don't let that stop you from reaching out to friends and family when you need it. There will be some people who will not have capacity for your grief, not because they don't want to, but maybe because they don't know how or because they themselves are consumed in their own grief. So there will be people that can't help you for whatever reason. And that doesn't mean to stop looking for helpers, you know. And lastly, know that we can get through this. And yes, that includes you too. We are all able to heal. We have the natural capacity to be resilient and to heal. And so I think sometimes remembering that and validating that can also be really helpful because grief does feel scary sometimes. Like right now, this uncertainty, it's it's pretty palpable, but the healing will come. 
There are thousands upon thousands of people who are going through this, losing someone or something. Like, it's a global time of mourning, I think. Definitely. Grieving a loved one, a job you lost, or, like, even the life you used to have in the before times. And that's perfectly fine. Like, I know I'm feeling that, right? I mean, yeah, there's so many little things that I just feel like I'm grieving now. Like, I can't... You know, being the nerd I am, go like browse a bookstore when I have an extra hour. I can't Mm -hmm. go have dinner at my parents' house. I can't go to a concert. And it's nothing compared to what Tracy has been through. I haven't lost anyone um, Mm -hmm. during this pandemic, but there's lots of big changes and there's lots of losses. Yeah, like grieving is just something that people do. It's in our bones and it's not something we should really be afraid of, right? We should learn how to grieve and accept things that we're feeling. One last thing. We mentioned earlier that Tracy's family didn't get to publish an obituary for her dad, and she loves writing. So I asked her what she would have written to memorialize him. His name is Donald Warford. Later in life, he had a lot of pride in doing yard work. That was his favorite thing ever, which is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> he he was a family man. He loved his family more than anything. Um, his generosity was just unmatched, and he cared for people. And he was a kind man, and he was funny, and he was smart. He He made everyone feel like his friend. You know, he was... He was a salesman, and he was successful at that only because of how he made people feel. Probably a month or two before he passed, I was crying about something. And I apologized to him, kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm crying about this. And he's like, Tracy, no, it's okay. He's like, you are such a kind and loving person. (laughs) And it was so nice, you know, for him to share that with me. Yeah. And he 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 did see people. And he was he just was a really good man and I was very proud of who he became. That's great. Sorry. <laughs> I'm crying a little bit. <laughs> At a distance is a podcast from CPR News hosted by me, May Ortega, and me, Sam Brash. Our producer is Rebecca Romberg. Our executive producer is Kevin Dale. Brad Turner is our head of audio innovations, and he wrote our theme music. Additional music by Blue Dot Sessions. Please like, rate, and review at a distance if you use Apple Podcasts. It can help other people find this podcast at this difficult time. And if you have tips or story ideas, you can email us. The address is at a distance at cpr.org. Colorado Public Radio journalists are here for you to report on this pandemic. We're speaking to health experts and helping make sense of our changing world. This would not be possible without CPR members. Support our work with a donation at CPR.org. And thanks. Thanks.